Hey everyone, what the heck is up? In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about light language, what light language is, what my experiences with light language have been, and we're also going to be talking about a few different topics which are connected, such as star seeds, Dolores Cannon, past lives, all the good stuff. I hope you enjoy this one. Thank you for joining me, and let's roll the intro music. I'm your host, Katrina Macias, and you are listening to Practical Alignment. All right, you heard the intro. You are tuned into Practical Alignment. And as a friendly reminder, all the links to working with me are listed in the show notes. My Instagram is at Practical Alignment, and my website is practicalalignmentkm.com, where you can book your free consultation to see if we are a good fit for one another. I'm an intuitive healer, a Simra practitioner, and my modalities for healing vary. They branch far and wide so you can just see if that is what feels good for you at the end of the day my mission is to help you awaken your own inner healer just to hold space for you to awaken your intuition and to find what you need inside of you in order to heal yourself so feel free to reach out or send me a dm because i would love to support you all right let's talk about this week's topic light language So my first experience with light language happened around a year ago and I had just received a healing session from one of my mom's friends and after the session she sent me an email with a few links in it that she thought would help further integrate the healing process after we did our work together. And so in the email she linked me to this website called the Ascension Library and the Ascension Library is run by a woman named Judy Satori and she provides I guess, a series of transmissions. Basically, that was the link, uh, was to a series of transmissions from this woman, Judy Satori. So I clicked on the link, just kind of with an open mind. And on the page, the transmissions said that they were meant for the listener to prepare them both physically and emotionally in order to help them adapt with strength and resilience as we step into this new age of time. Um... With COVID happening, that was pretty early on back then. And also just like a lot of planetary shifts, it was meant to help guide whoever was listening to it into a stronger, more resilient state. So that sounded great to me. So I was down. And so I clicked on the link, press play. And what I saw and what I heard was very (laughs) bizarre to say the least, at first. So basically, Miss Judy Satori started using a series of hand gestures and intense eye contact and started making noises in what seemed like a language that I had never heard of before in my entire life. So it was just a bit overwhelming at first, and I was shook to say the least. Like, to put it very lightly, I was shook. Um, she honestly kind of reminded me of Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch just because it was all just very overwhelming, my first response to it. But even though I had this reaction to this woman speaking light language, even though I had no concept of what it was at all, I 
was curious. I just kept an open mind uh, as I started and continued to listen to this transmission because I felt like I was sent this link with a purpose. Uh, the woman who gave me the healing session was really wonderful. And so I think she had a wonderful intention in sending me that link and wanting me to listen to light language. And so I listened and I just let it happen. I just let it happen even though I had no idea what was going on. So for those of you who have never heard of or experienced light language before, I'm just going to play a clip uh, from Judy Satori's transmission. This is going to be her first one where she is channeling the energy of love. And I just ask you to keep an open mind. If you've never heard of light language, if this is your first time experiencing it through this podcast, this is going to be a very bizarre experience for you. I'm just going to let that be known. But like I said, just open heart, open mind. Just relax. Place your hands palm up and just absorb the energy like a sponge. All right, so you just heard some light language. And if you want to hear more, I'm going to link the rest of her transmissions down in the bio just so you can check out Miss Judy Satori. Anyways, yes, if this was your first experience with light language, I can only assume that it was quite unusual. Maybe it made you laugh like it made me laugh. Maybe it made you raise your eyebrows and want to click off this podcast. I totally get it. It's it's different from what we usually or normally experience in everyday life. But different doesn't always have to mean bad. And who knows, maybe light language is something that speaks to you right off the bat. But if you're anything like me, I kind of just was a bit confused, but open to it. And then I went on my merry way. And I listened to a couple more of her transmissions, didn't really think much about it, and continued on with my life until a couple months later when I had my second encounter with light language, but this time in person. So I was at my day job in a crystal shop and this woman came in and immediately she approached me and disclosed to me that there was something in the shop that she came in there specifically for, to buy. She just didn't know what, but she felt like she was called in for a reason. And so she made her rounds around the shop but didn't end up picking up anything and at the end of it, she just came up and approached me again and said, listen, I don't think that I was meant to buy something specifically here. I actually think that I was sent in here to give you a message. And <laughs> maybe I should be more cautious about this stuff, but this is like very normal to me in my regular life. Like these kinds of things happen to me all the time. And I feel like maybe I should be more cautious about it because like what if it's something bad but I'm just so down for it. So I was just like okay sis like let's do it give me your message and she started talking in light language. And I'm so grateful that I watched Judy Satori beforehand because honest to God, if that were my first experience hearing light language, I would have shit myself <laughs> or I would have looked at her like she was insane. But because I had that sense of familiarity from the transmissions that I'd listened to before, my then experience with light language with this woman who was doing it for me in person turned out to be really, really beautiful. 
So this woman was doing this live transmission of light language to me, for me, and she even asked if she could touch my third eye during the process, and I was just listening and absorbing it, and for some reason, it struck a really deep emotional chord with me. First off, on like the surface level, just because this woman was being very vulnerable and open to the fact that light language is bizarre to most people and she didn't know that I knew anything about it either and so just being able to share that kind of energy and vulnerability and do something that isn't necessarily normal whatever that means for someone else I thought was really moving and touching and I could feel the energy of what she was sharing with me and it was in a space of love it was with the intention of bringing healing and so she was speaking in light language she touched my third eye she was making eye contact with me and I just started tearing up and on a deeper soul level I just felt really appreciative and I felt like it really it really on a vibratory sense touched me and so afterwards I asked her what was it that she did for me and she said that she cleared up some energy around my third eye and I was like great thank you ma'am and then she left and that was basically it but after the experience I was sitting there just kind of in awe slightly in shock and I also started noticing that my vision was super super clarified and almost like in high definition and if you've ever had alcohol before I feel like there's at least in my experience I have this gap period when I'm starting to get buzzed when my vision goes super super clear and everything seems like it's in hyper focus and I always say that like oh things are turning high def right now and that's what was happening to me after her transmission for me I was just buzzing off of her energy and the interaction that we had and that sense of like visual clarity stayed with me even for a few days after our interaction together. So after that interaction, my perception of light language shifted a bit, you know, it wasn't so shocking and new anymore, but it was something that I was able to be more familiar with and just kind of, since I experienced it firsthand in person, I was just more you know, as more DTF with light language. So at this point, I see that I have spoken quite a bit about light language, but I actually haven't explained what it fully is. So I'm gonna do that now. So what actually is light language? I had to do some research to make this podcast, to make this coherent. <laughs> um, but a lot of these definitions of light language come from Jamie Price, who is an energy healer and she is a light language channel herself. So light language is a unique form of channeling when the channeler is accessing information and sometimes a language that the channeler doesn't fully consciously know at the time. Light language can be broken down into categories and so the first category is called glossolalia which is sometimes referred to like in regular language as speaking in tongues um, and in glossolalia this is when the language being shared by the channeler is an unknown language 
on earth currently. So this language that is being shared can be a galactic language or a language from a different timeline, um, perhaps from an ancient civilization or a civilization in the future. So for example, the light language clip that I played in the beginning was a form of glossolalia because that was a galactic language that she was channeling. Okay, and then there's also xenoglossia, right, which is the other category of light language, which is still a language that is unknown to the channeler, but it is a language that is known on Earth. Um, so <laughs> it's like if you're able to channel French and you have never taken a French class. There have been a couple of like recorded cases uh, of hypnosis sessions and past life recall sessions when the people that are being regressed to their past lives uh, are able to speak the language that they spoke in their previous lifetimes. For example, like the French or Spanish or whatever language that was being spoken um, when they existed before. <laughs> and there's also several medical mysteries uh, where coma patients wake up and they start speaking a language that they have not been previously acquainted with before. I think there's um, a couple <laughs> that I've seen when people wake up speaking Spanish <laughs> fluently um, after their coma. So it just kind of like accesses a different part of the brain. So yes, that part, um, when it's a familiar language, is called xenoglossia. Still a form of light language. Girl, I wish that would happen to me, by the way. Not the coma part, but just like waking up one day and having access, <laughs> being a channel to a different language. That would be so much easier than going to class. Speaking of which, I've actually mentioned this before, like the Akashic Records in my previous podcasts, but um, sometimes people access the Akashic Records when they're learning a new language so that they can integrate their practices and lessons more easily and fluently. That's just a side note. I think that's really interesting. Anyways, back to light language, going back to glossolalia, when the channel speaks a language that is not known on earth. So to fully kind of grasp this concept and to understand this form of light language, you kind of have to subscribe to the idea that there is life beyond this planet and that some of us have lived lifetimes beyond this earth and that we can access this information beyond this earth, beyond this timeline, and beyond this current dimensional plane. The idea of reincarnation and our souls being eternal and endless really comes into play and you also have to kind of consider time to be a very fluid thing and that past, present, and future all commingle together in the same existence. I know that this information is a little bit different from the stuff that I usually talk about. <laughs> My podcast is called Practical Alignment. And sometimes these concepts, like these very um, broad ways of thinking, aren't practical to some people, but they're practical to me. I find it extremely fascinating. And if I haven't lost you by now, it may be because some part of you feels a connection and resonates with these possibilities too. So for the majority of light language that I have seen in my life and I've come across, the channels have been accessing galactic information. So they have been using glossolalia and connecting to, um, yeah, the galaxy usually their past lives or current lives on different dimensions in the stars, in the planets, in the universe, in the galaxy. I know it might sound strange to think that um, we can have galactic roots and existences and lifetimes in on different planets in the universe, 
or in the stars or in space. <laughs> because usually when people think of past lives, they associate it with past lives that they've experienced on Earth. Um, for example, like they could feel a connection to being in the French Revolution or maybe they were an indigenous person one time on Earth. Um, but sometimes people can be regressed so far back or even just already be born or can sense a deeper connection to um, existence beyond this earth. And those people who do have an association with galactic roots are referred to as starseeds. There are many different theories about what starseeds are, but most people agree that starseeds are beings that come from other planets in the galaxy and other realms that have chosen to incarnate specifically on Earth in this timeline to help bring healing and aid in the evolution of the planet and universe and <laughs> the collective. And in my mind, you know, if you already believe in reincarnation, then I don't think that the concept of star seeds is too far-fetched because there's over 10 billion galaxies in the universe and who's to say that we haven't lived our lives our souls haven't um, existed somewhere else rather than on earth star seeds can come in all shapes and sizes but there are still some traits that can really resonate with the majority of them so i'm gonna share a few these can include being really sensitive to energies maybe being an empath um having a strong connection to outer space, having a very strong intuition and an expanded sense of consciousness. I myself have noticed that a lot of starseeds are very open-minded and that they're very quickly able to connect to non-conventional ways of thinking um, and doing things. But this in itself can make life really difficult and living in this reality difficult because being non-conventional goes against the grain and sometimes in that we can feel um, kind of like an outcast or like we don't belong and I've read that a lot of starseeds sometimes feel very lonely and misplaced because they are longing for their home planets <laughs> because they don't actually know how to operate in existence on this earth because life on other planets could have been so different for them. Sometimes I experience this in myself, um, especially when I communicate. I get so frustrated and I feel so many things inside of me um, that I wish I could just share telepathically. And I feel like in other lifetimes, I was able to just like let people touch my heart and feel and understand exactly what I was thinking and feeling. And I notice that when I experience this overwhelming sensation, like I lose my ability to vocalize and I kind of just like shut down and I just feel it. But I think it's, like I said, I think it's because before I was able to just like not have to communicate it at all. And the process of having to vocalize it and put it into actual words now can be just overwhelming for me. So I definitely think I'm a starseed, not just for that reason, but after learning more about it um, and just being in the starseed community, once I even heard about it, I just started reading more about it, listening to starseed meditations, joining communities that spoke more about it, and it really, really resonated with me. So perhaps you are a starseed too, and I don't doubt it if you're listening to my podcast. I really think that uh, the energy that I put out attracts people who are like-minded to me obviously like why else would you be listening so it's a wonderful possibility to explore uh, for yourself
I was first introduced to the concept of star seeds and life beyond this planet when I read Dolores Cannon's book, The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth. And so for those of you who are unfamiliar, Dolores Cannon was a hypnotherapist who specialized in past life regressions. And in her past life regressions, she would take notes on each session and collect the data and then eventually wrote books on it and share the information. And what's really interesting is that in her past life regressions, people were not only recalling their past lives on earth, but they started being regressed further and further to when they lived lifetimes on other planets. And Dolores Cannon dedicated her whole life to interviewing thousands and thousands of people in these regressions. And she would document and compare the data that she received from these past life regressions. And what's crazy is that in this data collection, she was finding a lot of similarities in her clients and what they were sharing. And the different past life experiences that they had started adding up. And she was able to almost build like this, <laughs> like piece together this puzzle of the universe and existence <laughs> all together. Um, for example, multiple people who didn't know each other would share in vivid detail about their past lives and existences on other planets perhaps even on a specific planet um, they would share what they looked like how they communicated what their purpose and mission was in existing on this planet and different people would all be talking about the same place and they would be sharing this information and adding these pieces to the puzzle, even if in this lifetime on earth, they didn't know each other. So like I said, she was able to almost like piece this puzzle together of different lifetimes, different beings, different existences and planets, and different purposes that people were serving in the universe altogether. <laughs> it's just so incredible. Like, I really recommend reading this book. It's so beautiful. I remember some of the lifetimes people recalled that were just like absolutely breathtaking and stunning and just like hearing about other lifetimes and existences and missions and how they can be so beautifully crafted and carried out without having to do so much um, or how different it is from life on earth. For example, I remember one story someone was sharing in their recall was that they were just a tree and their existence was being a tree and just experiencing life. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. How beautiful, how simple to experience that existence, to live life through that lens from a completely different perspective. It just really broadens, you know, the mind, the possibilities of why we're here and what we're doing here and how we can serve the universe in our existence. I also read... Some people can read The Three Ways of Volunteers and The New Earth almost like a sci-fi book if it's hard for you to fully like accept, not even accept, but subscribe to this these ideas. Um, even if you read it like a sci-fi novel, <laughs> it'll be really interesting and fun. So that's an option. I'm going to leave the link in the bio for that book so you know which one I'm talking about and you might enjoy it yourself. So yeah, 
I really resonate with this. As soon as I heard about, you know, star seeds, past lives, etc., I felt a strong resonance to it. Even as a young little Catholic girl, when I was being raised, I always believed in the idea of reincarnation. Like I always just felt that in my bones, um, even when I wasn't supposed to. So <laughs> this just really connects with me. And I really find that our souls are eternal and ancient and that we come to earth with a mission and that for some of us at least in order to carry out that mission we are equipped with our experiences from other lifetimes and existences and that those experiences add up to like our soul knowledge and that it helps us carry out life as we are now one step at a time <laughs> just raising the vibration being kind sending compassion, carrying out our mission. That's what I hope at least. So yeah, I feel like I needed to lay out all that information first in order to talk about light language because they are so strongly connected. So like we covered, light language is a unique form of channeling and it's something that people remember on a soul level because they can connect to the energy that they had in other lifetimes or timelines. Light language is all about frequency and it's something that your soul remembers. It's a non-linear form of communication, unlike regular language. In regular language, we learn by memorization and then we apply context to those words. But when you channel light language, you are accessing a different part of the brain that doesn't operate under the structure of everyday memorized contextual uses of speaking. Like I said, it's something you feel. It's a frequency. Light language can come through in sound or even movement. Like I said before, the, the woman I first experienced who reminded me of Pleakley was moving her hand a lot, making intense eye contact. And this entire process is very interesting. And I think it comes out this way because the channeler is what they're experiencing is they're condensing this high vibrational information and they're bringing it into the physical realm in a way for for humans to experience through either the visual, physical, or auditory sensations. So they're, they're having to convert this information and make it something understandable for other people to experience. And as a receiver of light language, you're also experiencing and breaking down these high vibrational energies in order to process them as well. I'd say that each person experiences light language differently because we are all very unique and different in ourselves. Um, but a lot of people have uh, a shared heart uh, recognition when they are exposed to light language and they really just feel the energy of it even if logically it doesn't make sense and I can really relate to this in my case especially in my experience in the crystal shop when I was able to um, witness light language firsthand I just really felt it on a soul level like my heart was just open and available to receive that and even if you break it down into like if like let's say I didn't believe in light language at all or I just thought it was strange but in this instance this woman went out of her way and did something extremely vulnerable and something conventionally very odd and acted out with her intention of spreading love and that is like so bold and so brave <laughs> because like imagine if i had no clue or i was completely shut off to light language like she didn't care she just did it and i think that in itself is just really incredible 
And so just that intention, just being able to expose yourself to that frequency and that vulnerability, um, both in receiving or maybe if you wanted to channel it yourself, I think that is really beautiful in itself and in that it's healing enough. So now when I listen to light language, I have a lot of different mixed emotions. There's still a part of me that's like, damn, that's weird. But weird is also like really freaking cool. So I, I do think it's really authentic. I think it's really almost brave and I love the flow of it. So part of me is still like, wow, this is crazy. And then another part is still like, yeah, like this is this is awesome. And the more I'm exposed to it, the less, I guess, shocking it becomes. I truly believe that when we do things with the intention of healing and spreading love, that it can go such a long way, even if we can't fully understand it or categorize it or explain it. And despite this entire episode being dedicated to light language, in my personal life, like I don't actually listen to light language that much myself. I actually just wanted to bring this topic up because I found that it's such a wonderful, fascinating healing modality and light language connects a lot of the concepts that I believe in together, like the star seeds, past lives, etc. So I thought it was a great way to bridge all these ideas and beliefs into one, <laughs> one place. I think still at the end of the day that light language is extremely phenomenal and it could be something that resonates with you. And so my hope is that uh, by being exposed to this episode, at least you feel a little more comfortable with it. Maybe you're feeling more inspired to look more into it yourself, but who knows? Perhaps the next time you're in a crystal shop and someone asks to open your third eye with light language, you will feel open and ready and available for it to come. All right, everyone, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so, so much for joining me, and I hope that you have a good one. See you next time. Bye!